This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. It has been so fun reminiscing about the Sydney 2000 Olympic Games, remembering what was such a key life moment, such a highlight for so many Australians. Someone who was right in the thick of it was Louise Savage, Australia's best-known Paralympian. She won two gold and a silver. She lit the cauldron for the Paralympic opening ceremony 20 years ago, and I'm happy to say I was actually there to see it. She has been sharing some of her memories of this special time on a new podcast with Mark Beretta called Beyond the Games. Welcome, Louise. Great to have you with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 2020 has just been such a tough year, and I, I just think there has been a real joy in remembering what was such a great time, you know, in the life of Australians and right here in Sydney. Have you been enjoying all the Olympic nostalgia that people are sharing right now? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think um, 2020 has been a bit challenging for a lot of people. So, um, yeah, so I definitely think something positive and something wonderful to remember on is something that we all need. So, yeah, it's been very, very special. Um, you know, I was at the ceremony the other day and they relit the cauldron here in Sydney and it was just phenomenal. So, yeah, it's really nice to have those feelings and memories come back. Mm, we've had so many calls and texts from our listeners, you know, sharing their stories of their involvement and saying, you know, this is really one of the best things that happened in my life. And I feel like it's just been what we need right now, remembering that life was good and that this amazing thing happened in Sydney, you know. Um, I was at the opening summary of the Paralympics, as I said, and it was just such a great night. Can you tell us a bit about your memories of the opening ceremony? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I suppose for me it started a few days earlier where um, I was announced along with five other people that we were the last six torchbearers for the opening ceremony and I was like so honoured and just astounded that I was going to be one of the last six torchbearers that none of us actually asked who was going to actually light the cauldron. So (laughs) eventually um, I was told that I was lighting it and, you know, on the actual night, you know, it was a massive secret. I didn't tell almost anybody and, uh, you know, I marched in with my team and, of, of course, it was massive because you're being a home games. And then later on, whisked off, you know, to, to play my other role on the night, which was, of course, lighting the cauldron. And I think just having a secret like that and getting everyone's reactions afterwards was fantastic as well, especially for my family. I guess when you're an athlete, you're kind of used to being a part of history and thinking about things as going on the record. But how does it sit with you that you have this this role, I guess, in, in something that is a really big moment in, in our history. Yeah, a little daunting at the time, I suppose. But no, I was up for the challenge and just thought, you know, I wanted to do a good job and I wanted everyone to see all of us coming around, you know, the other torchbearers and then, of course, get to the final and, you know, open up this, these games and, you know, get ready for competition. So it was really obviously starting the signal uh, of getting everything going and and underway so yeah it was a little daunting but it was also such a huge honor and something I was never going to say no to no of course not but do you remember the feeling like in your body like were you nervous is it weird having like so many eyes just glued to you (laughs) in that moment I think, um, yeah, definitely nervous. So, you know, I definitely didn't want to stuff it up. But, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I think definitely, you know, you kind of get there and you just think, you know, this is such a, a massive thing. And everyone was kind of following the torch. You know, it was going from one person to the next person. They were announcing the next person and who it was going to and their achievements. And then, of course, it got to me, the final person. And, you know, the crowd was amazing. And, you know, I was, I was there and, and just had to light it. And, and, 
you know, it was it was just a brilliant feeling, and you know, I would have loved to have seen my mother's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, it's making my spine tingle a little bit, just sort of taking me back to that moment. You've won a stack of medals at three different Paralympics, so Barcelona, Atlanta, and Sydney two thousand. Yeah, and I went to two thousand and four as well. <laughs> you did okay. So, was it different competing and medaling here in Sydney with the home crowd? Absolutely. I think for any athlete, it's a dream to have a home games in the prime of your career. And for me, that was just phenomenal. I couldn't believe, you know, I suppose my luck to a certain extent. Um, So, yeah, it was definitely different. Um, It was the first time that my family and friends came over for Paralympics and got to experience the games and, of course, my sport for what it was and and the the highest level that I could possibly go to and, you know, get for them to understand what I'd been working towards and, you know, just it meant so much for them to be there and experience it with me. So, yeah, it was it was just phenomenal and, you know, the pressure was definitely on to, to perform and to do well, but in the same boat, I was just so proud to be Australian and to know that we really made such a big impact on Paralympics and the movement going forward. I'm speaking to Louise Savage, Australia's best-known Paralympian. We are remembering the Sydney 2000 Olympic and Paralympic Games. And, look, you you touched on, I guess, the the fact that Sydney 2000 was a bit of a turning point for Australians in giving wheelchair athletes and other Paralympians the respect that they deserve. Was that something that you were conscious of at the time? Yeah, you couldn't have said it any better. It's definitely um, the way we wanted to do it. Um, Atlanta four years earlier was... um, quite disappointing on many levels and knowing that you know Australia and Sydney had the games um, in four years we we wanted to make sure that we had the best games and the best games wasn't just put you know putting on a, a, a sporting event it was making sure that everyone was aware of the Paralympics and the educational process that happened prior to it and it absolutely turned it around you know they people came in droves to the Paralympics and it was just unheard of for for the crowds to be there it was just phenomenal and I was just you know so proud you know the media and the general public embracing us and you know international athletes coming up to me and just astonished that we're on the front and the back page of the paper with the headline news on the on the the six o'clock news it was just you know amazing and I was just so happy that we've done such a, a good job. Yeah, that's awesome. And so are you still involved in the sport, Louise? Like are you coaching or training? Or Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am a coach in the same sport, uh, wheelchair track and road. I work with the New South Wales Institute of Sport. I'm one of the national coaches and um, currently have two athletes on the national team. Uh, one is Madison Di Rosario, who um, is already a world champion and a world record holder, but not quite a Paralympic gold medalist just yet. Um, mm-hmm. Let's hope next year, fingers crossed and toes as well. Um, and I also work with Nick Beveridge, who is a triathlete, um, and I work on his run leg of, of his race. So, yeah, coach two athletes on the national team, but I also work with a lot of other junior and development athletes as well. So is is Tokyo in your sights? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, the games have been postponed, obviously, uh, till next year, and we're still hoping that, uh, and we're pretty confident that that will still go ahead. Um, I think we have to think very positive towards that and keep working towards what we know. And at the moment, we're you know preparing as if they are going ahead, and that's that's what we know at this stage. So, um, yeah, at this at the moment, yeah, we definitely think we're we're going to Tokyo.
All right. We've been reminiscing on this new podcast with Mark Beretta, celebrating um, 20 years since Sydney 2000. Has there been, I guess, a bit of a brotherhood of of athletes? Do you feel like a connection to others that were part of it? Has this brought you back together? There's a lot of people, um, and kind of like myself, that have not really left the sport. So it's it's really nice to meet up with some of the other athletes that were involved, obviously, in 2000, have taken on different roles, but also are still involved in the sport and really appreciate what, what those games did for us. And, you know, I'm still part of Sydney Olympic Park. Um, I work there. I, tra- you know, coach there. And um, it's just, it's a fantastic site and the, and the legacy it's left for us and for not only myself, you know, I was part of the Games, but for future athletes and, and beyond, it's just phenomenal. You know, we're probably one of the, one of the only cities that, you know, have really done it well and, and uh, you know, it's just been great to still use all those facilities to this day. Yeah, that's right. It's good to hear that you're still benefiting from that. So, well, thank you so much um, for your time this morning. It's been great catching up with you. Congratulations on all you've achieved and thanks for sharing your memories with us. No worries. Thanks for having us and thanks for your support. We really would appreciate it. I've been speaking with Paralympian champion Louise Savage. She features on a new podcast celebrating 20 years since Sydney 2000. The podcast is called Beyond the Games. It's available on your favourite podcast app or you can get it at sydneyolympicpark.com.au. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.